Hello, and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment, based in the Chicago area. I'm Tipster, landlord and host at the Pinnacle Larder, somewhere in the middle of the Antarctic Ocean. And I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment in Spokane, Washington. Welcome to the episode. That that foley was on purpose, wasn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, you it's going to be well, one of I mean, these. I feel it's like it's going to be first, one of these episodes, isn't it? I feel like the first like five or six episodes, I kind of had a thing going where where I was doing that every time and <laughs> haven't done it in like thirty fucking episodes. So basically, right, because it was a problem like, that we it. fixed. <laughs> nah. Corey, what it's... you're telling me is you had a shtick and you lost it. Yeah, because every, everybody else was complaining about it. That's okay. pretty much what you're telling. Not me. a single person ever complained about it. That to I your know face, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Corey bringing that big shtick energy back into the podcast that we so desperately. Oh needed. yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. All right. Am I am I cracking <laughs> open the kraken now, Corey? Is it going to be one of those episodes? Oh. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I've already started on the tea, so. Ooh, somebody make sure Tipster gets home after this, okay? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The, the glorious thing about this is I am home, so... <laughs> right, what is not home at this point? Seriously, exactly. we are, at time of recording, about 10 months in to, at least in the States, everything's still being shut the fuck down. Yep, fairly similar here. In fact, we are in the process of our third lockdown? See, Tipster, the thing I've learned is you don't get to third lockdown if you never replenish or relinquish the first one that we're still in. We can't even get that right. That's right, folks. You're now listening to COVID Talk with your hosts, Corey, Jason, and Tipster. No, this is not COVID Talk. (laughs) What have we been doing? What have we been doing this past week, everybody? I, uh, oh, God, days, I swear to you, just blend into each other so much that I don't know off the top of my head the answer to that question, other than the same thing we do every week. Pinky, try to take over the world? Uh, okay, uh, we're doing, we're on that one again, are we? I, I, I got rid of the blackboard, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> no. So, indeed. <laughs> what about you, Corey? What have you been up to the last week? I uh, just watching people on Twitch. Fair, 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 fair. That's, that's about all. Anybody interested? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to say who because then I'm going to feel bad about not watching the people on our podcast. Oh, oh, oh! Is that so? He won't say who, but he will say who not. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to be no, fair, I, I'm I'm on you know, a break, so that's I'll give, fine. I'll give him a shout out. I've been I've been watching Zandy Schieffer, uh, a podcaster that I like. Isn't so. that the, the, the squirrel from Spongebob? Something like that, yeah. Or is that a member of One Direction? I get the two confused. I'm pretty sure Sandy from Spongebob is in One Direction now. Didn't she replace Zane? Oh That's my possible. goodness. <laughs> it is too late I've, in the day for I've, this. For me. I'm not that it familiar is. with um, either Spongebob or One Direction, so I'm going to assume that you are correct on both counts. Me think doth protest the right amount there, Corey. That's right. <laughs> uh, how you guys feel about making this one a little loosey-goosey? We've we've had some big deal uh, episodes the last few weeks, or so we, I've we heard. Have. Yeah. Uh, um, you, yeah, let's just kind of chill out for a bit. I mean, you know, standard format, all the stuff that's normally uh, in the episode is going to apply, but should we just kind of sit back and for a moment pretend that we're not pub trivia hosts and maybe, I don't know, just 
talk about trivia? Yeah, why not? Uh, why don't we talk about, you know, how we approach trivia as a player, I suppose? That's probably a good oh, place to start, right? It's a very short conversation for me. I approach it with alcohol and regret. <laughs> which which bit comes first, the alcohol or the or the regret? Yeah. No, that's, Oh, it's a, yeah. it's an Ouroboros, yeah. I assume. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's just an endless circle. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's one a of vicious those. cycle of PBR and shame because PBR provides shame. Well, no. Don't no. Jason. Eh. It's it's been a few weeks since I got to to mock the PBR for you, Corey. Let me have my moment in the sun. You know, PBR was my uh, second most used emote on Twitch. Oh, that is the Twitch saddest news I've heard all day. Actually, uh, I gotta look now and see what mine is. I I was gonna say we should probably look at like celebrity deaths today or something. Make sure you didn't just say something really insensitive. Actually, oh, um, they, they don't know Mr. Rogers' wife died yesterday. Oh, well, now they know when we're recording this. Way to put a pin in the temporal nature of <laughs> podcasting, Corey. There we go. I finally got my data up. Thanks for riffing for me. Um, <laughs> what are we looking at emotes-wise? Oh, I'm looking at the streamer side, not the player side. I should look at the other email. Be right back. And I'm back <laughs> with the other email. Uh, it is the the lighter on LK Jeremy's channel is my, uh, with the exception of just because I'm old, the smiley face emote. Uh, the one that I've used most frequently, 531 times because fire good. <laughs> we were we were going to get into a discussion, weren't we? Uh, you know, at I some feel point like tonight, we're yeah. in the right one right now. I, I mean, we're getting there. We're ambling towards it gently. We're shambling gracelessly towards the roundtable discussion. <laughs> Which, yeah, this week, if you haven't guessed it already, is our experience as a player. Uh, how we. As trivia hosts, um, experience trivia on the other side for once. And I imagine we're going to have some opinions, both good and bad on that. Uh, would you, would you, tipster specifically, tend to agree with that assessment? I, I agree. I have definitely seen some good trivia in my time and some trivia that I have walked away from not even halfway through. Um, I haven't even... Oh, wait, wow. Wait. Like live or... On like uh, a, a streaming platform. Online, that like uh, the the politeness in me is too much to get up and walk out halfway for a live show. Like, ah, so you give it the old Irish goodbye, show. where you just kind of sneak on out. I I wait for the break when everybody's getting up to go to the loo, and then I make my leave. <laughs> That's so diplomatic and British of you. I love it. I I know, and nobody notices because I'm so small. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's not wrong. I have had friends text me, like, after a night of trivia, going, where the bloody hell did you go? It's like, I've been gone for two hours. How did you notice it? Oh, God. Uh, I imagine Corey doesn't run into that issue. His beard proceeds in both by reputation and by about three feet. No, I just don't show up in the first place, so it doesn't matter. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Corey, have you been doing any trivia as a player uh Anytime in the last few months, I guess, you know, we'll kind of jump in. How often uh, do you, Corey, experience trivia from the player's side of things? Recently, honestly, not not a whole lot. I like to mm. jump into, you know, your stream or, you know, Aaron's stream. When, whenever I notice that uh, uh, trivia co-op member is on, I like to jump in and, and pay attention when I can. But uh, 
really if if I'm not actively doing my own trivia, I am just trying to avoid trivia. Uh, one thing that I, I don't think I've really talked about even even on our burnout episode is I was I was experiencing the burnout really hard right before the pandemic started. And, oh, right, uh, right. I remember having that conversation with you and then everything yeah. fucking changed. Yeah, right. And then I've kind of I, I kind of got really back into it while all of all of this was happening. And just over the last month or so, I've I've realized that. And uh, so I'm intentionally trying to step away from trivia. And, um, you know, I, I just want to have some space between me and trivia when I'm not doing it professionally to make sure that when things do go back to normal, I just, I don't go right back into being burnt out and tired of it and trying to set some boundaries. Okay. So it's more of like a compartmentalization for you than it is like a, a hard reset. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I can definitely respect that. I, for my mileage, um, I've played a lot more trivia in 2020 and 2021 than I did before. Um, as somebody and Corey, you can attest to this as well. Somebody who who gigs like five to six nights a week, you don't want to go see somebody else do your job on your night off. Generally speaking, that's like yeah. the last thing you have an interest in. Every once in a while, I would pick up like if one of my regular teams was in somebody else's like league finals or in a tournament or something, and they needed what they would call a ringer, I'd hop in. But it was. He had to bribe me with like free shots and and dirty, dirty picks, he said sarcastically, uh, to get me in there. I, I still enjoy trivia a lot, but it's, as you said, it's hard to love being the host and being a player at the same time. So just so I've got kind of a mental idea of kind of how you to approach this. Did you start hosting? Like, how long were you playing before you started hosting? Uh, I'll go ahead and jump on this one. Pub trivia wasn't a huge thing in my local area until around the time that I started workshopping my first show. So I didn't play a whole lot of uh, general pub trivia before I started hosting. Any pub trivia that I went out and saw was kind of, in a sense, doing market research. Now, mm -hmm. that said, I have loved trivia game shows, trivia board games, video games, pretty much everything except the pub trivia experience. And it's just a timing thing more than anything else. So I never really had the experience where I, I played a bunch of pub trivia, live hosted, you know, prizes on the line, everything, and then decided, hey, this is something I could do. It was more, hey, I'm starting to see promotional stuff on social media about bars doing pub trivia. I love trivia. I should be doing this thing for money dollars. Uh, for me, I wasn't doing a whole lot of it either i mean I, it sounds like i was doing more pub trivia than than jason was um but it it was an occasional thing you know maybe uh there were a few months where i'd go every other week or so uh but honestly in probably the year or two leading up to me starting doing it on my own uh i i went a dozen times or fewer okay and uh yeah but it, it was also just not having a, a super good experience mm -hmm. um I, I went to several different shows different hosts different uh companies around the area and some of the, i i had more fun with the people i was with than with the 
uh, game being presented. I'll put it that way. Uh, and I actually drew from a lot of that when I started my own. And I, I said, they're doing these things. I don't like that. I didn't enjoy it. I'm not going to do that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I've also done a little bit of playing since I started the company. But even then, it's so weird because it's... I just spent so much time thinking, why are you doing it this way? Or, oh, I should do that and not who is the leader of whatever and you're, you're focused much... on a different aspect of the show than yeah. other players are. I, I get exactly what you're saying on that. It's yeah, why it just... I can't go to your wedding unless I'm DJing your wedding. Right. I will be hypercritical oh. of the DJ and I can't get out of that headspace. Oh no. I, I have a similar thing with DJing. I have a similar thing with DJing as well. Um, I very much like when I started DJing, um, Oh gosh, it's a while ago now. Uh, longer than I can remember. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, every time I went to a club or bar and there was a DJ, like every time they messed up a blend or oh. a, or, um, a kind of um, phosphate, I'd just be like, or they didn't beat match properly, it would just irk me because I could hear it. And everybody else is... Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else... Like nobody rarely notices, but every like you could tell they were like, "Huh, that's odd," but not like, "Huh, this is bad," you know? Right, right. Whereas, whereas in my head, it's like you have messed this up. <laughs> how about how about when you go to the wedding and you look over at the DJ booth because they've they've hired a live DJ, and the DJ is just well, I would hope they hired down. a live one. Jesus, and, uh, shut up. The DJ is just sitting in a chair playing on their phone. Oh no. Not even the, touching, not not live mixing, not even looking like they're pretending to be doing something. Just like the work has already been done in advance and they're th- just there to literally push play on the on the mix, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, even, even if I'm not uh, because I, I do have a mixer, I do some live mixing, and I've got um, virtual mixing programs so that I can uh, do stuff on the laptop. But even if I'm not doing that, even if I'm literally just using a playlist, I'll play Solitaire or something on my computer so it looks right. like I'm active. Like, <laughs> and oh. not ju- you, you know, like, at least put on a show. Yeah, so the the thing, um, um, I know we're drifting a bit here, but the thing that I always hate is those DJs where you, you turn up and it's like they just press play on a, a pre-made mix. It's yeah. like, you could have just sent me this. Like well, You know, I, I can actually bring that back to trivia uh, because there is a, a trivia night that I did go to. Uh, and this this is actually two blocks away from one of my venues. Mm. I, I go in there. And the gal that's hosting, uh, she has a slideshow of questions. And okay. she gets on the microphone and she says, hey, come grab your answer sheets. We're about to start. And then when it's time, she hits play and sits down and plays on her phone while the slideshow goes through the questions. She doesn't read them. She doesn't say anything. She gets up when the round is over and collects answer sheets. The, the slideshow is like automated and animated for transitions to a timer and everything. Yeah. If by transitions you mean it just changes, 
Yes. Yeah. Blumenick. It's just like yep. every minute the next slide automatically shows up and she doesn't even have to pretend to push the button. Yep. And so just sits there the thing, on her phone. The thing is that, yeah, that's that's way too hands-off for my and life, I, okay. right? And I'm going to acknowledge, like, I sound super judgmental, but, like, with this kind of thing, I I am. That's That's why we're here. That's what we're here for. I hate seeing that. It is just so... Blase. It's lazy. It, it, it's it's lazy. It comes off, yeah, lazy, blase. It it comes off like you don't give a damn that you're there and that people are there. We're entertainers for crying out loud. Yeah. Entertain, you know? Yeah. Indeed. And I, it's one of those things that I've been toying with for a while because one of the things that I've been wanting to do is a play anytime version of my my mm. pub quiz. Yeah. So that people can basically play the video in uh, a Zoom channel. Uh, a zoom chat or something and play along with everybody else in the zoom and it doesn't matter what time zone they're in because that's honestly the biggest the biggest reason that some of the people who like the stuff that i do don't turn up is it's like it is midnight for me <laughs> i can't i can't i can't so um so you know i'm kind of working towards a solution but it's still going to be me talking and talking through the questions and being entertaining whilst people and even then it's it's a different animal because you're projecting that as being on demand as opposed to live entertainment put some life in your live entertainment but anyway your wedding dj probably sucked and you should have hired one of us i think puts a pin on that digression (laughs) right let's (laughs) let's roll it back a bit right now because i uh, come from this from a very different angle i used to play trivia um pretty much every week uh back when i was in university the university pub quiz was a big thing we'd go to it every week Mm -hmm. um myself and everybody from the radio or tv society would sit down we'd have different teams we'd go for you know it'd be a weekly kind of get together um then when i left uni and started the world of work that kind of drifted off a bit and now that i have found trivia on twitch I'm getting more back into it. And I was, I'd say I was doing some sort of trivia or game show four or five nights a week before I started hosting. Okay. Um, like even pre-pandemic, um, I, I was doing about three or four nights a week. Um, and that's well, that, just kind of grown from there. Yeah, that makes a little bit of sense because I've I've noticed through building the connections that we've built uh, with other streamers on Twitch, that it seems like the British online interactive Twitch game show scene took off uh, much the same way that the pub quiz scene took off in the UK faster than it did here in the States. It, they got, they got there a couple months earlier than the rest of us schlubs kind of did. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of just evolved out of, um, kind of people wanting to to branch out in what they already do um like the the two people that for me are at the forefront uh, or at least were at the forefront of that kind of thing um weren't like one of them hosted their pub quiz at their their university um and the other one uh was a a programmer as a day job and one didn't know programming as much and the other didn't really do trivia much and they both just kind of melded into this thing where they do play along game shows on twitch now um and 
that's kind of where it took off from. Um, and that's that was kind of my first in into pub quizzing on Twitch mm. bar, you know, your HQ and your um, uh, and s- similar stuff like that that, um, you know, they occasionally run. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I've had a lot of experience in trivia before I've sat down and written my own and prepped my own show. And in some cases, I've taken some things from, uh, or at least some ideas and inspiration from those people. And uh, in others, I've taken them as a bright red flag, <laughs> as a warning of what not to do, and got out of those streams as fast as possible. Um yeah, it's one of those things where negative information is still information. If you go to, and I'm not going to throw any particular person or, or brand or format under the bus, but if you go to a shitty trivia show, yeah, if you can't find a you know a single positive thing they did, you're still learning from the. Well, these are the things that I didn't like about it. You yeah, know, there was too much time to think. It was clear that people were getting up and going to the bathroom. the The host's voice was robotic and monotonous, and didn't seem like they were interested. Everything felt, um, you know, a little antiquated in the twenty first century. All all of those little nitpicks that you can make, um, mm. you if you don't realize you're doing it, you're at least subconsciously taking that information, absorbing it, filtering it through yourself, and then fixing it for lack of a better word in your presentation you know the pitfalls you know what to avoid at least from your perspective hopefully yeah yeah and that's that's kind of that's kind of where i started going with uh, the pinnacle larder um and how i started building like yeah it started out as just a thing i did once as a as an as an off thing and then i actually started putting some thought and work into it (laughs) You accidentally became one of us, didn't you, Tipster? <laughs> uh, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's it's story of my life. I accidentally did a thing. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. <laughs> I am a happy accident. There we go. That's a callback and a half, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I, I want to stay on this, this same uh, general topic. Which is good because it's our topic for the episode. Yeah, but I might as pivot, well, right? I want to pivot just a little bit. We were talking about how often do you play trivia. Mm. When you do play it, however frequent or infrequent it may be, do you enjoy it? Like if you're able to get out of that uh, comparing mind space, do you enjoy trivia just as an event now that you are doing it yourself. And I know oh. it can be really hard to kind of separate uh, yourself from it, but. Oh, no, absolutely. I friggin' love it. I don't know that I would love it as much if I had to go to another venue and sink in a couple of hours of time and money and, you know, honestly support somebody who is technically a business competitor i probably wouldn't love it as much but here in 2021 um utilizing all the online capabilities and being able to to chime into streams from literally all around the world at many many times a day just kind of at will i love it it's i'm in a renaissance of sorts of being a trivia fan again yeah i think that's kind of a big thing as well is that online trivia has very much lowered 
not only lowered the bar to entry for hosts, but lowered the bar to entry for players as well, right? It is a lot less effort now to play trivia at home um, than, you know, oh, i got to get dressed, go out, go to the pub, sit down, be there at this precise time, um, got to get a drink to make it look like I'm, I'm supporting the bar as well. Um, and you got to put on pants and just eh, no. Oh, I, yeah. Right. I mean, penguins don't naturally wear pants. It's, it's so unnatural. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it does feel like the bar to entry in the bar, uh, like the amount of mental and physical effort to do the thing is much, much less. I, I don't know. I'm like questioning myself and wondering if there's something wrong with me. Um, yes. Well, fair enough. All right. Never mind. Question no, answered. No, no, no. no uh, <laughs> thanks, tipster. Um, I, I feel like generally I enjoy it less now. Uh, trivia, playing trivia. Unless it's a really top-notch performer, like somebody who's really going out there. Um, and what I mean by that is before I started doing it myself, I could go out to a shitty trivia with good friends and still have fun with my friends. Mm-hmm. But but if I go to a shitty trivia now, I cannot get out of the headspace that this is shitty it could be better. We could be doing something better. Like, and I mean, so, granted, I'm generally a, a somewhat negative and pessimistic person. So I, I know a lot of that is in me. But but knowing what it takes to uh, put together trivia and knowing what a difference just a little bit of effort could make makes those low effort ones genuinely so much worse for me i can't just ignore them and and focus on my friends or you know focus on having a good time anyway so, i can see what you're saying with yeah that. i mean that it is a very different thing uh like the community that you have at a bar is very different from the community you have in a twitch chat say um, that's or, true you too. know or over you know a, a zoom call or, or discord call while you're chatting with your team now, um, let me ask this of Corey real quick, uh, not to cut you off, Tipster, but Corey, do you think that maybe not being physically present with your team, with your friends in that rowdy bar environment is a bit of a difference uh, for your ability to differentiate between how the host is running a show and you as a patron of that show enjoying the experience? Oh, I sorry. I guess I should have clarified more, too. I was talking about in person, you know, um, mm-hmm obviously mostly pre pandemic, but uh, on Twitch or on an online one, if I'm not enjoying it, I just leave the legit. I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't need to do this. Uh, But, but yeah, I I think that even if I had a group of friends on a discord call, you know, and so we were still like drinking and hanging out, I still think that I would enjoy it considerably less. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is also that that thing of I can just up and leave as well. There is no like no no. You know what? Either what you just said, 
uh, it's even I don't even have to up and leave. I don't yeah. have to stand up and walk out. I can just click X and be like, all right, bye. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost like the sunk cost fallacy is kind of at play there, because if you've decided to go to like a live trivia show and it sucks and you're not having a great time, you already know that you have a certain amount of get out time necessary to commute, close up your tab, get your yeah. coat on, say goodbye to everybody, et cetera, et cetera. It is it is time that you've budgeted into the experience. So if you're going to leave early, it feels like it wasn't worth the effort you put in on either end just to do it. So maybe you sit there and you write it out because, well, I'm already in. Yeah, that's As true, opposed actually. to the online space where, oh, uh, click, we're done. Yeah. yeah I, th I think we have like a, uh, a subconscious... Um, Subconsciously, we we try harder to have fun in person because of that. Yeah, I think when you're more invested, you do ha you do feel that extra pressure to have fun because you've put that much time and effort into it. That like this has got to be worth something, right? Um, even if even if the actual night itself is rubbish, the fact you're having fun with friends clearly stands out. Um, like it's it is yeah. A very different experience online because as i said you can literally just close the tab and play a video game <laughs> like there is a world of things out there that you could be doing right in front of you and just by comparison i guess Corey and i you are uh you and i are approaching the live experience or even the online experience a little bit differently in as much as you do pub trivia as a player it sounds like more as a social thing a get together with your friends to have a good time oh, whereas yeah. i approach it from my from my history being like a diehard game show fan and everything i'm i'm the person who as a kid would sit and and shout answers to wheel of fortune and jeopardy at the tv uh i never really looked at trivia as that communal social thing as a player myself it was me against the host me against the content so when it comes to like an online stream I do as a player look for different things than I would look for as a host. And I guess I accidentally just got us into another topic. What the <laughs> hell do you look for when you're playing somebody else's game? See, uh, well, I want to say first that you're spot on. Uh, absolutely. I, I'm going out and I'm doing it for the social aspect. I think if I was in uh, the, the mind space to just be kind of testing myself and, and seeing what I know and how I do. I can stay home and I can do that online. And I can't get the social aspect from that. Mm. So so trivia to me uh, in person was always about spending time with friends. So uh, yeah, you're, you're spot on on that. Uh, but what I do look for and I'm going to try to be a little more positive since I feel like I've been a, a bit negative so far on this episode. Oh, it's what, on brand. You're fine. Fair <laughs> enough. What I'm looking for is just anything unique, anything that I'm not going to see, you know, on Jeopardy or just reading a trivia fact book. I want... I want to get involved. I want it to be interactive, even if it's not mm. me interacting with the host or whatever, like 
Like, I think that your garden path style questions are interactive because you're you're taking all these different pieces of information and trying to put them in their place. I want that. I want a host that's not just going to say, what is the capital of this? Who was the first person to do this? When did this happen? And how many times does Goofy hook in a Goofy movie? <laughs> Like I, I don't want that. I. It sounds like you and I kind of look for the same things uh, as players, even though we approach it from different places. Because uh, you were ticking boxes in my head as you were talking, for sure. <laughs> I try. So, like, yeah the the interactive entertainment aspect is so super important. Obviously, quality uh, of the content, I I would definitely put a pin on. And as you said, novelty. Something that nobody else, it doesn't have to be hyper unique, but put a flair or a spin on the same thing that we're all doing. Because at the end of the day, we're all just asking questions to people for bucks. So if you can inject some kind of novelty or put your own spin on it, that is going to go a long way uh, in my heart, frankly. Yeah, I think for me, it's very much... Uh, I mean, it's a lot of what you said there. Um, like, those do help. Uh, but also there is a community aspect for it for me because I've, I've been around on Twitch a long time. Like, a long time, I think. Uh, Old man tipster. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Zone long, out for a second. I mean, this is going to be a recurring phrase that I use, but longer than I can remember. Um, and it's... It's that feeling of being part of a community and being part of um, uh, uh, a group of people that do a thing. Um, mm. So, um, you know, the, the people that I was talking about earlier, they've built a large community around the shows that they run. Um, and not only that, but their community then does like splinter, uh, splinter shows in their Discord and things like that. And... Um, and then you've got, um, you know, the groups of people that I tend to see in some streams that also jump to others as well. And it's like, Hey, Oh yeah. Should we team up? You know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, so it's, it's partially for me. Um, I, I guess I get the same thing out of it as I do live trivia in that I do still get that community feeling out of it. Perhaps not as much as I used to back at uni, but there's definitely that feeling there for me. Um, and like ultimately, for, for me, if you don't build a community around your game, then uh, I'm probably not going to stay. Like, because I will, uh, because there's, there's tons of other games out there. I will come back not just for you, but for also the people in your chat, the people who play your game as well. Um, There's a certain level of, of professional aspect that touches on what you just said that I wanted to bring up. And that's we're not there to entertain the people in the bar when we do like pub quizzing, like live meat space pub quizzing. Mm. We're there to bring people and attract people to the bar to be entertained. That's that's kind of a very bottom line. -y uh, thing in the industry you could have the best trivia show in the world and you could have 500 people in the bar 
if the bar had 500 people in it when you started up and if none of them come back for whatever reason and you didn't bring anyone there, then the bar just paid you a whole bunch of money for a whole lot of nothing long term. Yeah, and that's that's the yeah. weird thing is that uh so I on on Twitch I run my own bar and no one is in that bar unless I bring them in personally. There is no there is no kind of groundwork there. There is no um mm-hmm. there's no starting point. Um and it's it's similar for a lot of people on the platform. Um except, you know, more recently we've seen live shows move online and things like that so people have brought people over from from other either live venues or other platforms um so it's it's quite interesting this difference where the the pressure on the host is is kind of different in those regards it's mm-hmm. not so much how many people you have but how many people you can bring in Whereas in in our in our case, it's very much how many people you have. Um, if you can keep that number constant, great. That's fantastic. That's perfect. Like if you can get a stable community going, you're you're set. Oh, definitely um, agree on that. Uh, but yeah, from a from a player perspective, having that stable community, having that group of people who are not just playing but also actively engaging in the content active in chat um uh and just kind of make making that feeling of a group of people who are there in effectively in a virtual bar um that's 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 what it is for me that i think sets some streams apart from others i mean i'll I'll put it to you this way from my experience playing online and you know obviously, and I think Corey knows uh, at this point that I'm I'm more or less playing all of your weekly content uh, on Twitch, Tipster, as you run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that I'm in your streams uh, regularly and having a better time compared to, uh, say, and I'm just going to name drop, uh, At Bash and Royal Flush, who are other British pub quiz streamers that you kind of alluded to earlier. Yeah. Uh, and I love what they're doing. I absolutely do. They're doing amazing work. I really enjoy myself every time I'm in there. But I don't know their community. Right, yeah. And I know your community because we share a lot of community. And it's an added bonus for me to be virtually spending time with not just other like-minded individuals, but friends, you know, people I I care about, conversations that I can have uh, in chat that isn't just me talking to you while you're doing your job. Yeah, that's, that's kind of... I suppose the nutshell of it really is if if you can make that group of friends around you um, that get to know each other and get to have those chats, um, then then yeah, those people will keep coming back for each other. Um, so yeah, it's 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 very much a case of. Good content brings good people, but you've got to keep those good people to kind of make a stream attractive mm-hmm. for me, right? I You can have the best... It's the reason why I don't go into streams that have 1,000-plus viewers a lot. Yeah. Because 
everything is too fast. You you don't like you cannot keep track of what's going on. You can't have a conversation in that chat. Yeah, it's a sword that's kind of double edged in bad ways because the conversation is either so rapid fire that nobody can pay attention to it or because it's so busy, they have everything throttled so much that live chat doesn't matter and people stop kind of using it. I have popped my head into live streams with 500 players where nobody says a thing in chat for like two and a half minutes. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't go into a bar, for instance, um, and just put noise canceling like industrial oh, headphones right. on and just read the questions <laughs> and write stuff down. I need that that ambiance, that that interconnectedness, not just with you, the host and me, the player, but me, the player and whether or not we're playing against each other or with each other or even aware of each other, I need to know that you're alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a constant problem. <laughs> like I've I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but there are moments where the chat where the chat just stops for some reason and you're not sure whether it's a technical issue, whether everybody's just mm. upped and left, whether <laughs> like it's it's a it's a thing. So having an active chat shows an active stream and an active community. Um, so yeah, that for me is kind of the biggest draw is having the people, but getting those people, you kind of have to have good content in the first place. Mm. This, this question is uh, more out of curiosity here, but uh, let's say you're a player and mm -hmm. you see something like that happening. You're, you're playing somebody's uh, Twitch trivia and nobody's talking in chat. What What is your impression? How are you feeling about that? Do you even care? Are you just focusing on the questions? Um, and I guess more generally, we can, we can kind of apply that to in a bar as well. Um, you know, in a bar when you're playing trivia, are you interacting with the other teams? People that you... Uh, probably don't know what what is that part of the player experience like for you so for me it's kind of it's a balancing act of sorts because on the one hand you're trying to subconsciously or even consciously kind of fit in with the vibe of the room you're trying to read the room and say okay is this a loud rowdy boisterous show uh, is this a show with a lot of chatter or conversation, depending on if you're live or online, or is it something where, you know, like the presentation and the content is king and we're there to semi passively experience it mm. as opposed to engaging with it? Um, if if I walk into an environment, either live or online, where I just don't see that interactivity, one, that's a turnoff for me. Um, but whether or not it's a turnoff for you. I'm probably going to follow suit. I'm not going to be the loud, obnoxious jackass at, you know, a coffee house that's doing a casual trivia game, as opposed to something that's built up in an environment of regulars and rowdiness for years and years and years, like in a, you know, a, a loud, big old sports bar kind of environment. And I, I think that applies across the board to, uh, to online streams as well. If you, if you're not, following the energy level of everyone else you are standing out in a way that might not be positive for everybody else's experience that is all to say that if i know you the host i'm gonna shitpost all over your game because it's fun and i like talking to my friends 
<laughs> True. I mean, you're not wrong yeah. there. No, I don't give a damn how quiet you polite British people are, tipster. If nobody's talking in your game, I'm talking in your game. <laughs> so I... First thing I do when I go in uh, is I dip my toe in, basically. I I will I will host them to, to let people that are part of my community know what I'm watching and what I'm doing and try and bring them in because at the end of the day, like if they come in, I'm having a good time with my friends. But also, and and um, both of you will know this, the first thing I'll do is I'll flail. I will flail yep. in chat and see what response <laughs> happens. Uh, and that that's, that's kind of it. Because the thing is that can be interpreted in multiple ways, right? Um, and I will see what response is, whether chat engages with that, whether the streamer engages with that. Um, or if everyone just bluntly ignores the penguin who's just walked into the room. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and if, if, if it's dead silent, if there's nobody talking, if there's, you know, if there's crickets chirping and bells ringing and a tumbleweed slowly making its way across the bar, then it's kind of, it's difficult because mm. I've, been there i have had that experience and i know people who have had that experience as well where you are you know you're stepping out you're making your first foray into the big wide world of twitch and it seems uh, like nobody cares that you're there yeah uh, because nobody knows most of the time like that's the right. thing discoverability on that platform is rubbish it is widely known that that if you have 10 viewers, if you have double figures, you are in the top 5% at least. 95% um, of streams don't have 10 plus viewers, which, yeah. God, I feel much better about myself now all of a sudden. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah. Tips are in here making us feel good. So having that community is, it's, it's, it's quite a big journey to begin with so i do feel sorry for them and in you know and I, I will sit there and i'll play along and i'll i'll you know play for one week see how the game goes if i like it i will bring my friends along i will like if i like the content they're doing if they write good questions if i learn something from it if um you know i feel like i had a fun time with some of the mechanics they're putting in i will bring my friends along i will go hey Check this out. Come here. We've got nothing else on. Let's all sit down and play this. Um, oh, I I get totally what you're saying. If I if I find a live stream that, as a player, really engages me, and not to sound like an elitist, but it takes a lot to kind of wow me with all the experience and all the uh, exposure that I've had from the professional side for so long. If I see your stuff and I go, wow, this person really knows how to put on a good show, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> yeah so, sometimes to my own detriment but i'll say you really got to go check so and so brand out they they host uh in this place at this time and they're friggin awesome just trust me on this you are going to have a good time and then i never see half my regulars again because i was <laughs> dumb <laughs> but yeah it's it's something that i i that i am aware of as someone who's been on this platform for so long i don't know if I feel it's very different in in meat space. Like if you if you go to a, a, a trivia night and no one's there, it kind of just dive bombs, I suppose. Mm. So it's 
there, there is kind of the, this 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 idea that very much at on a Twitch game it can be you against the game in a bar it really doesn't feel like that for me well you know i guess uh, there's really only one thing left to do and that's what uh, thinking back on all the things that that we've talked about just now uh what advice do you have for other hosts or for other players keeping these things in mind how uh how are the hosts going to avoid boring me <laughs> how are they going to avoid uh, the the chat or the live players interacting more with each other than with the game what is your advice how are we going to help the people i think the best thing that you could tell somebody uh, is to remind them of empathy really the concept of viewing the same thing from a different perspective and putting yourself in somebody else's shoes as a host talking host to host and I've been to your show and I'm about to critique whether good or bad your show. I'm not necessarily talking to you as a host. Uh, I will introduce myself as such so that you know that my feedback is going to come from a place of experience and, and possibly have some weight to it. But I just played your game as a player and I know the kind of feedback I would want to hear. And that's the kind of feedback I want to give to somebody else, um, not not to, to shit in their cereal or anything, but just to help them be aware of the other side of that coin you know mm, yeah like if i don't if i don't think you're being engaging as a host i'm not gonna walk up to you and say hey you're really dry and boring i'm probably more akin to come up and say hey you know i felt the room didn't have a strong connection with you have you maybe considered um moving around a little bit more while you host see if you can get more eyeball to eyeball connection i think you can grow your show if you lean into those kind of mannerisms uh and then consequently the flip side of the coin is i'll tell you flat out if you did a great thing that i'm about to steal <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like that round idea was so good i can't in good conscience not rip it off for my regulars next week i'm telling you this now <laughs> out of out of respect frankly because the tip of the cap to you uh i'm not going to take your content but i'm definitely going to put my own spin on your awesome idea it's fair so, yeah i so i have approached streamers before um after their show just saying hey can we can we have a chat like because and and it's like i will i will start off by going you know how you know how do you think the show's going you know chat about mm. like because we've got a, a a firm similar interest right so I will get the conversation going in that direction first, and then I'll just kind of casually offer some suggestions, because I don't I don't have the clout that you two do, you know I've only been doing this, um for less than a year, so I can't turn around and go yeah well I've been doing this for several years now and I've found that this works, you know, um, so I will I will I will you know offer suggestions but I won't turn around and actively criticize them per se i fair, won't say fair. that's you know that's awful you should change that i will i will turn around and go have you you know have you thought about you know uh, interacting with your chat more asking how their day is you know is there anybody in chat that you're familiar with like do you uh, and it's getting into parasocial relationships which are a very very dangerous thing but 
having that familiarity where you say hello to someone and how is your day going just just those two words those two sentences could do a lot for somebody um and that that seems to be the biggest piece of feedback that i end up giving is and this just doesn't just apply to pub trivia by the way this applies to streamers as a whole interact yeah. with your chat like acknowledge your community exists please um because if you don't they 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 will Won't. just float away <laughs> now the big the big through line i think uh tipster between what you're saying and what i'm saying is be the host you would want to see someone else be yeah and yeah i think that works both well, ways doesn't it yeah yeah and that, that kind of feed it's it feeds into another question that i tend to ask people when they're starting out which is what are you going for what what is what is your aim with this right mm. what kind of vibe are you going for because you th there's a whole bunch of different ways you can host you can be your kind of hard as nails college uh, university challenge level kind of uh, paxman or um uh I've forgotten the name of the host now. Um, but yeah, oh. it, it's uh, Mastermind. Uh, John Humphreys, that's the one. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's very much... Because there are different ways to adapt the way that you interact and the way that you present yourself to the kind of content and the kind of community you want to build. Um, and it's very much situational advice at that point. Uh, what about you, Corey? Any uh, advice that you would offer? I know Tipster and I are, are kind of talking two sides of the same coin here. <laughs> um, for me, I, I guess the only thing I really would say is get to know your players. The people that you already have in there, they're in there for a reason. Find out who they are, what they like, what they want more of. Um, because... Those are those are your commercials. They're your advertisers. They are the reason that you're there. Um, somebody who's not into you, whatever show you are putting out there, is probably not going to go out and say to somebody else, "Yeah, you know, I wasn't into it, but maybe you would like it." So talk to the people that are there, find out what they like, what they want, and just build your game around them. And the people who are into it will come. The people who aren't will find something that they are into. Um, that's really the only I mean, within, advice I have. Uh, and and within as, reason, though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like if you're doing like super shitty, then my advice is to do better. But <laughs> if, if, if if we're just a... generally talking, like you know, maybe you're just kind of feeling a little neutral or just kind of stuck reach okay. out to them those are going to be the people you need to hear from um, episode cause... 39 is going to be significantly short it's just going to be Corey saying do better and <laughs> right um and yeah for for the players themselves uh or as a player really the only advice i'd have for you is to it's the flip of that same coin go up and talk to your host be like hey you know, I noticed last week you tried this and I, I really liked it. Are you going to do that again? Um, just just little shit like that. But if if you don't know, then you won't know. Go out there and get that info. Uh, that's that's something that actually I want to open up a little. How receptive are you as hosts to player feedback? 
Oh, I don't uh, give a shit. Too receptive for my own good, and I feel like that should be a topic for a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I will say quickly, just because it literally it ties into exactly what I just said, um, I'm actually talking to one of my hosts about that, that kind of thing right now. Uh, he's getting some feedback at, uh, from players about stuff, and, and I told him, you know, we've been doing it this way for five years now, and I understand that it's not for everybody. The people who like it, they will find it, and they will keep coming for it, and the ones who don't will find something that they like. Um, so, it, Yeah, try not to be all things to all people. Yeah, like if it's some new person that comes in and their their feedback is, oh, you know, you should do this. Like, you can fuck all the way off. That's what you should do. <laughs> uh, if it's somebody who's been playing my game for three, four years and they're like, hey, you know, maybe this isn't working. I'm, I'm going to be more likely to uh, listen to them. But yeah, um, feedback from and players. And rapport and good intent goes so far there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, feedback from players is taken uh, with an amount of salt that is directly inversely proportionate to how long they've been coming to my show. Mm -hmm. I guess a lot of that is a story for another time, I suppose. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, should we, should we move on out and into this week's keyword challenge? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's. Yeah, why the heck not, right? Let's uh, stop talking about playing trivia and start playing some trivia um so the keyword challenge and i think everybody who's listening knows this by now so the 10 second version is we're all going to write a question really quick about a specific keyword uh it the keyword has to appear in either the question or the answer it doesn't matter much which uh as long as it appears you know as is in c2 uh we're all going to spend about 10 minutes off mic doing that crafting the best question that we can around that keyword and then when we come back we're going to present those questions uh, to potentially stump each other, but hopefully to get uh, commentary, feedback, criticism, concerns, gripes, bitches, moans, complaints, and hugs. So I'm ready with that whenever you are, uh, shall we? Fuck yeah, let's do uh, it. Yeah, let's let's go. All right, today's keyword then brought to us by Phil Wrighthouse, who claims to be everywhere. I disagree for what it's worth. Uh, is, and I'm seeing this word for the first time, is it bagel? Uh, it might be, it, yeah, it's, it, I think it's that, ba, ba, I, bag. I think it's actually Bagel? French. Bagel? Uh, bagel? Bagel? A bagel. Yeah, that's ah, a... Ah, la bagel, yes. That's a uh, personal shopper who only uses uh, paper bags, I think. Sorry, I was just looking for Phil Wrighthouse in my cupboards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're not there, it's fine. See, I thought this was a hairstyling product. Oh, you know what, guys? It's bagel. Oh, yeah. That that makes what? a little more sense. Uh, thank you for that, Phil. We're going to get to work, and we'll see you on the other side. Wait, do you mean like the donut, second... but without the good parts? 30-second break. <laughs> hey, everyone. Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you you can check us out online at QuadriviaPod on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast. And you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Another successful keyword challenge in the books. And with that done, we're going to head on to today's trivia round. 
uh, hosted by <laughs> Jason. So, uh, Jason, but go. you didn't give me an opportunity to mention what happened during the keyword challenge. It was very exciting. <sighs> All right, we can the, we can do this the right way. the The rum fairy stopped at my house, Corey. Oh, really? <gasps> yeah, I I came out of my basement to do <laughs> I the emerged keyword challenge from my cage. And, yeah, and sitting on the dining room table was a bottle of Captain Morgan because huh. my wife loves me so very much. And I ran out yesterday, which means I was down to one, two, three, four, five, seven bottles of rum before 10 minutes ago. Oh, geez, that's not okay. Oh, no, we were in okay. dangerous, uncharted territory. Well, I'm not going to comment on my lack of Jack Daniels at the moment. I feel I feel like in the, the the manual that comes with your Jason, there there is a line that says that they must have no less than eight bottles of rum at any one time, right? Like oh, that's most definitely. that's definitely in your instruction manual. The feeding and care of a Jason is very important. I'm I'm like a gremlin except with rum. And yes, do feed them after midnight. Exclusively. Only only Corey, feed them after do a midnight. question. All right, all right. But first. <laughs> Y'all, I tried to make this one shorter because I have been writing such fucking long questions every time. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to make this nice and short and simple. And I failed. Are you are <laughs> I was you expecting, you might... I shit you not, you to say, what's a bagel? <laughs> yeah, what after, all, after that intro. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Not even. <laughs> so if, if y'all need to go to the bathroom or grab a drink or something, it's a good time to do it. Uh, Reread War and Peace, file your taxes, you know. Yeah. Here is my question. 2017 was very boring for Britain. One of the biggest conflicts that year was hashtag Bagelgate, which started when two train passengers in London had bagels placed on their heads while people sang and chanted. It almost immediately turned into a brawl, but after the transit police were called, things quickly settled back down. What is the name of the rail company they were on? I'll give you a hint. It shares the name with a popular railway in the U.S. that inspired the railroad and Atlas Shrugged, was mentioned in a Grateful Dead song, is featured in the 2017 Christian Bale film Hostiles, and eventually became Burlington Northern. Can all four of those things apply to the uh, similarly named U.S. Railway, not the one in uh, London, for the record? Right, okay. couple things here. <laughs> yeah. First of all, Tipster, how the fuck did I know that there was... How, to, how did I not know that there was a bagel gate? How have we not talked about this at length? I don't know how we haven't talked about this. Bagel gate was, like... Uh, a f a fleeting thing on social media. <laughs> like you know, I were... I tried looking up uh important things that happened in 2017, and it was all just like Brexit. Like fucking, what is that? Clearly, oh Bagelgate was the only one. Goodness. Um, it's the only thing that affected me. So. <laughs> I I I feel this is this is the one where they put. The they put bagels on heads of people who were sleeping, right? And then mm -hmm. a brawl started. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. because what the hell else do you do for fun in Britain? And I mean, granted, this was at like one in the morning. 
Yeah, uh, it would have been a night train as well. Um, oh, heck. So I'm trying to think what they were called at that time. Cause... I'm trying to get this from the other ends, and I think I'm 0 for 4. <laughs> I, so I, I, I know there were London North Eastern at some point, LNER. But was uh, were they were they Great Northern at the time? Maybe was... I I wish I had Thunder on this, but uh, I've never read Atlas Shrugged. Thank God. Uh, unless the name of the rail station is High on Cocaine, I don't get the Grateful Dead <laughs> reference from Casey Jones. I assume that's the song. I just don't know the lyrics offhand. I haven't seen Hostels, and when I think Burlington Northern, all I can think is BNSF for Burlington Northern San Francisco. Oh. And I don't think it has anything to do with San Francisco based on this wording. So I am whiffing all over the place on this one. Oof, that's rough. I uh, yeah. My, well, I will tell I you know the Grateful ha- Dead song is Jack Straw. If that helps oh, okay. you at all. Well, fuck me then. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I I know that Although, it has Northern in it. And the I name. am I'm talking about the entire railroad, not about a specific um you know, branch mm. or or okay. Whatever. So you're not talking about you're talking about the railroad itself, not the company, or I'm the line. I think the rail okay. line itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, not so it, like with Jason's example, it'd be Burlington Northern, not Burlington Northern San Francisco. Okay, or is it Santa Fe? It's SF. I, I don't know. I believe it's Santa Fe, but. I'm I'm guessing cocaine, unless Tipster talks me out of it. <laughs> I, I I know that it has Northern in the title because it's always had Northern in the title. Um, but yeah, my brain says Great Northern, but it's not like I'm I'm good with that as a me. guess. Okay, so you're locking it in. Yeah, fifty-five yeah. percent Great Northern. Well, you're getting one hundred percent of the points because it is Great Northern. Okay, uh, Great hey, Northern it was Rail. a team effort. Well, Tipster is getting 50% of the points well, for his answer, and Tipster is getting 50% of the points <laughs> for my answer. Um, yeah, it's great Northern Rail over there in London. Uh, I think it runs from like London to Cambridge or something. Uh, and there's oh. great Nor- there was Great Northern Railway in the U.S. until uh, 1970. And it's, mm. it, I thought, I hoped that it was a, a popular enough rail line. It's... Uh, fairly significant um it was the only privately funded transcontinental railroad in the u.s um okay yeah it's it was a pretty big one but it is very northern centric uh so i tried to give a lot of clues there fortunately the uh british slash antarctic member was able to pull the answer (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, good good job on that one for sure, Tipster. I I like that there were four ins. I hate that I personally didn't know any of the four ins. It's what? So run me through the four ins because I didn't get any of those either. I got it well yeah, I got it pretty much flat off. So the, the and question. I do want to point I want to stress that all of these clues are related to the US uh railway. Yeah. I honestly I wasn't sure how well y'all know the names of of your rail lines over there. I was hoping that you'd at least have 
passing knowledge of it, uh, which fortunately you did. Um, and so I was giving the clues to kind of bring it back to the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the four clues were that it, it loosely inspired the uh, Taggart Transcontinental Railroad in Atlas Shrugged. It's mentioned in the Grateful Dead song Jack Straw uh, with the lyrics Great Northern out of Cheyenne from Sea to Shining Sea. Uh, and it's the railway that um, is transporting the prisoner or the, the, sorry, the captain in the movie Hostiles. And then the fourth clue was that it became Burlington Northern, mm -hmm. which is a still active uh, railway in the U.S. And it looks like it's Burlington Northern and Santa Fe. So, yes, that is BNSF. It was Santa Fe. Okay. Yeah. And BNSF is, is the only connection to anything I had on this. Really, yeah. Grateful Dead had two songs about trains. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it wasn't a, it was, Jack Stroud wasn't about the train. The, the railway was just mentioned in it. I, I need to understand Bale film. better, apparently. I actually really like trains. Uh, fun fact, trains are like my favorite <laughs> things. And my, my grandfather worked on trains and yeah, thought, we would. can bagels be tied to trains? And here we are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can, but the conductor won't like it. <laughs> right well if you just tie him on the back so they drag behind then he won't know oh, fun fact true. that's that's actually how flatbread was invented <laughs> fun fact no it's not <laughs> all right somebody else let's, let's take the all attention right. off of my novel and uh, go on to jason's oh i thought you were still asking the question i'm sorry <laughs> fuck off <laughs> <laughs> this question is one of my longest it has three sentences in it are you ready <laughs> All right, here's mine. Hey, remember the 90s? And that super earwormy jingle for Bagel Bites? You know, the one that goes pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time? It was actually based a on a 19... Yeah, that one. Uh, it was you actually based on a... You pizza anytime. Motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I've recently learned that I've recently learned that Corey is always like this. He yeah. really, really is. All right, I'm going to give it a reread. <laughs> Hey, remember the 90s? That super earwormy jingle for Bagel Bites? You know, the one that goes pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time? It was actually based on a 1957 single by the McGuire sisters who didn't sing about mouth-scorching mini pizzas, but instead about what kitchen staple? I'm actually not familiar with that jingle. Can you, can you sing a little more of it? I absolutely can. Oh, that <laughs> one. That's got it. That's like really catchy. <laughs> i have no idea i i thought that that was a uh marketing company creation nope this is incredibly ripped off now i don't wow. know if ripped off in a legal sense they probably secured the rights to to do an homage to it but yeah it's the same song with some words changed huh. oh yeah i those lyrics are ringing a bell with me and not because I've heard of bagel. I haven't heard of bagel bites. So something somewhere is going. There's a song. There's a song <laughs> that has like in the morning, in the evening, at supper time as a thing. And I'm trying to think what word fits there. And it's it's. Uh, and I the mean, word is even, honey. Even kitchen staple is like. Is it, is it honey? 
maybe i don't know if you're locked in yet to say either way I, no, I feel I'm, like I'm, every... I'm, I'm spitballing i'm thinking out loud everything that i think of just feels like another commercial <laughs> like like coffee i don't know is that like did they did they write it for Folgers originally? I... <laughs> Wait, so what does it sound like? Do you, Corey, do you know what the jingle sounds like? I mean, I'd rather have Jason sing it for us. It is his question. Oh, I know that you would. Should yes. I should I sing the jingle? Yes, for you Tip should. Sir, the the beautiful blubbery blubbering Brit that he is. Absolutely. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this is going to get us deplatformed, but here you go. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. That is the jingle. Again. Nope. Okay. Okay. I'm fairly. Sh- I'm. I'm kind of sure it's honey. Like honey is, like firmly locked in my head as a thing. It's if even if even if I like even if Corby turned around and tried to tell me that wasn't the answer, like I'm, <laughs> I can't get rid of that thought now. <laughs> I I will not do that because I have no clue. Like I said, every everything that I'm coming up with just sounds like another commercial. So uh, I could see it being honey as like a term of an of endearment or something. All right, so you're locking in with honey. Sure. Yes. So damn close, Tiffster. Oh God. It's a sweet term of endearment that's two syllables and five letters, Jerky. but it's not honey. Jerky. <laughs> got it yeah it's it's sugar the song uh that the bagel bites commercial was based on is a 1957 single by the mcguire sisters called sugar time oh okay so yeah. so their song goes sugar in the morning sugar in the evening sugar at supper time with sugar on a bagel you can have sugar anytime uh, See, you'd think that, but not I think it's... quite. Uh, Bagel Bites did more for their jingle than just change the oh, word sugar to pizza. Oh, got it. Let okay. me get you the uh, the actual lyric here real quick. I think it was Be My Little Sugar something all the time. I think that's the Ronettes with Be My Baby, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, I may. There, there are lots of, of songs with honey and sugar in them. It's very difficult for me to keep track of which one's which. You know what song contains sugar and honey, Tipster? Uh, sugar Nazis. Time by the McGuire Sisters. I'm looking at the second verse right now, and that verse is honey in the morning, honey oh. in the evening, honey at supper time. Wow. Why? Wow. Uh, so and the, the rest of the saying... verse, by the way, is be my little sugar and love me all the time. Now, since you weren't asking for the song title, isn't his answer technically correct? Because In a they did roundabout sing about, fuck off kind of way, sure. They did sing about honey, which could be argued to be a, as much a kitchen staple as sugar. All right, so if I had prepared <laughs> this for a live show, two things would happen pretty much simultaneously. One, you would get credit for honey. And two... You wouldn't get credit for anything else for the rest of the game because I'd be real annoyed. I love that this just turned into a learning experience. But yeah, the song itself is properly titled Sugar Time. And I do have to concede that about 40% of the referential verses uh, swap out the word sugar for honey. But importantly, 0% of the verses mention pizza. <laughs> I, mean, if, I still uh, like that. And that was interesting. Yeah, I, 
I, oh. I had a weird in on that, and I couldn't even start to track where where I was going. Yeah, I was gonna ask: Are you just are you familiar with the song, or did it just like feel right? Maybe you've heard it in a grocery store and didn't know it, or like I'm where familiar. where did it come from? I I feel like I am familiar with the single because I used to do um a uh, a radio show that looked at different like charting singles in different decades. Um, so maybe I played the Maguire sisters once. I don't know. Maybe I played somebody that covered them. The song was covered a couple of times. I couldn't recognize anybody who had like a super notable cover version. Uh, uh but I think at least one notable artist covered it. Does that make sense? Like yeah, their no. version wasn't super popular, but they themselves were. And just off the top of my head from the research I did, uh, minutes ago, I don't recall any of the notable cover artists that took that one on. It's a very Andrew sistersy kind of vibe to the song. It's it's the three Maguire sisters doing those like tight three part like post World War Two style uh, harmonies. Yeah, I think you'd recognize it if you heard it. I, I guess I would. And I will probably listen to it after the podcast and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it slaps. Build a Spotify station around it right now. <laughs> I, I, I will do. I'm going to need a link to that station after you finish it. Okay. I, 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 I'm, it's on the list. In the next, like, hour. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh... All right. So I, I will concede to the point that was brought up that if I had written this in 11 minutes instead of 10, I probably would have <laughs> thrown in. Um, I probably would have changed it to. It was actually based on a 1957 single by the McGuire sisters who didn't sing about mouth scorching mini pizzas, but instead about what titular kitchen staple that would, yeah, that'd be, an easy yeah, that would work. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's a real easy fix. You know, once you know that you broke it. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is half the battle most of the time, right? It's exactly. Oh my goodness. Uh, moral it's... is play testers. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I, it's it's a perfectly good question. It's just that like I, my in was super obscure, so I don't know how it would play with, like a general audience. If you catch where I'm going. Oh, well, so I you're get, saying I get that what we're you're like saying. better than other people? No, I'm just saying that like I pulled that out of my ass. Like <laughs> that. God, was... I hope you don't pull sugar out of your ass. <laughs> all right well on to the next one yeah on to the next one um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this with like this is the kind of question that i would spend an hour agonizing over the wording for because uh, yeah you'll see what term synonymous with bagel is originally derived from the coating of chalk lime painted on walls and surfaces but has recently come to mean the casting of actors with a blatant disregard for the characteristics of the role they are playing. I have a guess here, and I don't love the guess that I have because I don't know how it's connected with a bagel if I'm right. Yeah, uh, I... I can argue that it has that origin, but it definitely feels like it fits that third part. I am with you, I think, Jason. Like, I, I feel like I know the answer from everything except the bagel. Okay. Um, but, oh no, that's... You know, I, I think I can make a connection to the synon synonymity. 
can I can I say bagel one now. word before you do and and you yeah, tell definitely. me if that is it because of an egg? That's not. Oh no, no that wasn't the connection I was making. The connection okay, I was making was more associated with the number zero. Hmm. I was thinking we're, we're probably wrong, is what I'm thinking. Right. All of a sudden, well, okay, let me well, see here. your thought process and what 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 your potential answer is. So I was thinking whitewashing, and that's where my head is too on the actual answer. And then my only thought on a connection to a bagel is, and I mean I could be remembering this wrong, but I feel like like when you make pretzels, I think you. You egg wash, you you do an egg wash on your pretzels, and I thought maybe you do that with bagels too. And it, but it just could like just the egg be whites? like Yeah, or it could even be, you know, we would call it an egg wash over here and it's a known as a whitewashing uh to people who live on icebergs. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I get the culinary connection that you're making for sure. The the thought that I had was bagels in a sports jargon context uh often refer to the number zero being on the scoreboard and in a stretchy way if you as a team beat the hell out of your opponent i guess you could say you whitewashed him i don't feel it's the worst uh, connection ever made um but i think we both think that it's whitewash uh as the term here and just we don't know for sure how it connects to bagels so um i assume we're locked in okay so whitewash is the answer Um, and, uh, yeah, Jason, you were on the right line. So, uh, a bagel, um, is also another term for a shutout or a clean sheet or, um, it's, it, it's basically a, uh, from what I understand of the 10 minutes I had reading, it is a, um, a a kind of large difference in score or a, a score that is, not conceding points. Oh, it's just it's a sweep here. In yeah, the it's States. a sweep. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I I'm not familiar with that as a sports slang term, but or, I totally get the connection now. Yeah, a skunk a sweep. It's when you beat the hell out of your opponent. And like, here and I thought you were just going or, or taking the the culinary road. <laughs> it, it's interesting how uh, we're able to afterwards apply that though. Uh, mm. Keep it food related. That's. <laughs> interesting. I I didn't even so uh, as far as I know a whitewash in uh, I don't even know if whitewash is a culinary term. Um I am now frantically doing the googles. Um it is uh parts flour and water um uh used for huh. thickening stews and uh soups. Yeah, no, egg Egg washes are definitely things you can make an egg wash from just the white. So I assume some recipe somewhere yep. has had an egg whitewash. Yeah, I, I actually I looked that up. I do see I see the whitewash um, flour and water, and I see an egg whitewash. But do you egg whitewash a bagel? Uh, you, I thought they were just boiled. Apparently, you you do or can egg wash bagels. I, I'm seeing a lot okay. of recipes that call for. Egg white washing bagels. I mean, it stands to reason you'd, you'd egg wash a bunch of things that you would bake yeah. that are dough based. So that's a really, and it could genuinely be that. Fucking who cares? I I love that. I love that we're able to like 
suss out a meaning to uh, kind of verify the guest that we had. So, and yeah, I will make one admission: whitewash tends to be British slang in yeah. uh, British sporting slang. So, I wanted to make uh, multiple ins here, and I had difficulty with my third with 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 my third in because it's like i want to say a thing but i don't want to like say the thing i I think you phrased that as i don't even want to say controversial but as a topical in um really well no it's a straight-up definition the casting of actors with a blatant disregard for the characteristics and role they're playing that that definitely can and does mean the modern day controversial practice of whitewashing a character yeah yeah, okay, absolutely. we good. I have but... I have no negative notes on this whatsoever. I love that your first clue was a like clue within a clue. So we had Somehow... to figure out you weren't talking about the food bagel, you were talking about bagel in a different context and then we had to think of a synonymous term for that that connected to the other things. This was this was a riddle wrapped in an enigma and topped with whatever is on top of shepherd's pie. Uh I believe that's potato. So top with a potato. <laughs> Topped with a potato, yep. <laughs> you know, I, like, yeah, I, I think that was a great question. The only problem is it wasn't long enough. Um, you want it to be able to, <laughs> to hit, like, the New York Times bestseller list. Right, yeah. So, uh, just I mean, it is a, a bagel question, so you do have to play to the New York audience pretty well. <laughs> True. That was uh, a good one. I liked it. Yeah. So uh, now I want a bagel. Like the, the stupid thing is, I would if if I was doing this in my show, I would be sitting there agonizing over that for probably more than an hour <laughs> over that last part because it's like I. You know what I love about the three questions that we presented, uh, all having to do with bagels in completely different directions. N- not a single one of them. None of them were locks. No. None of them were. <laughs> I figured I'd spread a pun around. I hadn't done one in a while. Oh, my goodness. Okay, your pun aside, though, when's the last Wait. time uh, you you really saw a bagel question that did, that wasn't about locks? Like, that didn't uh, mention locks or salmon and bagels and the, either what is locks or, like... I, it was the second you made your very stupid joke uh it brought me back to the conversation i think we had in maybe the last one that we recorded about um you know or maybe it was two episodes ago anyways about uh certain questions just always having like the same answers or, or whatever always having oh. the same questions about certain topics yeah mm-hmm. and you do i mean I feel like locks is a very uh, common, very stere- stereotypical trivia question. So I don't, I don't get the connection, personally. But that's just me, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I just looked through my my question history. I have never written the word locks in a trivia question. I still in don't get career. the connection. <laughs> what, oh, what it's, a, a, it's a type of salmon-based spread that is often applied to bagels here in the yeah. U.S. Oh, right. Okay, it's a U.S. thing, right? That that yeah, I, I, I de- yeah, no. I was like, as soon as I saw the word, uh, as soon as I 
heard the word bagel, I was like, I'm going down the sports route on this because <laughs> because I don't write sports questions, so I wanted a little bit of a challenge. Um, and so, actually, I just looked up. Speaking of that, the only time I've ever written bagel before today in a question was a sports question. Um, <laughs> let me pull up the wording on this so I don't screw it up. Uh, in what professional sport would you find an award called the Golden Bagel? Oh, wait. Interesting. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Nor it's, do I. It's a, it... it's a tennis term where you completely sweep like every game oh, of a match, yeah. like six, nothing, six, nothing. Uh, it, you're, you know, virtually, I guess, well, vir like theoretically, that's not even the word you're given a thing that isn't a thing called a golden bagel bagel. <laughs> excuse me. <sighs> well, if, if you loved our questions, uh, you can <laughs> vote on uh, which question you like the most over at uh, quadriviapodcast.com, uh, where, where you'll see a review of all of today's questions as well. And if you want to submit your own keywords that you would like us to riff off of, make puns about, um, whatever, uh, feel free to drop us an email, quadriviapod at gmail.com. That was so beautifully said. Tipster, nice work. Uh, I have I have questions. I have so many questions. Do you guys want to hear some questions? Let's see some questions. Let's let's do some questions. All right, here is a, an entire round about bagel toppings. No, I'm kidding. Um, so the round that I presented for for y'all to play today uh, is it's a bit of a a wordplay mechanicsy thing. Basically, it is, and Corey will be familiar with this. Uh, Corey, you know what you do with music questions sometimes, right? Oh, I do know what I do with music questions. Uh, you play them back, do you not? You play them I, in reverse? I do. Oh, no. Oh, no. I what see I have done going. is taken the plots of 10 very popular films <laughs> and written them as though I watched them in reverse. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I like this concept already. Okay. So if you were watching the movie from end to beginning, basically just completely reversed, um, this is a description of what you could parse out the plot to be. All you have to do is name the specific movie based on the wording. Are you up for it? Yeah. Let's yeah. Do this. I'm excited right, let's, for this one. It, 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 I, I'm hoping it's more fun than it is challenging. I'm aiming for that on this. So let's start it with... Uh, Plot number one, a large spaceship appears in the vast depths of space and a nice guy pulls a bomb from it. The spaceship reassembles a planet, then dismantles itself while the nice guy goes home to his farm. All right, so that's uh, A New Hope. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? Yeah, no, you guys are absolutely right. If you were to watch uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope from end to beginning, it would look like the Death Star just appeared in the depths of space and Luke Skywalker pulled the bomb from it. Uh, the spaceship would reassemble Alderaan and then uh, would dismantle itself as uh, Luke went back home to the moisture farm. I like it. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay. That's well, how these zone. are Let's gonna work. Going. It's it's gonna take it's gonna take me a bit to get my head fun. around them, but yeah. Tipster, uh, I'll give you a chance on the next one. I just kind of <laughs> oh no no, no it's fine. Just, like, threw it's it fine. Out there. I apologize for, for that. For, for reference for our for our listeners, uh, we we are recording this when it is uh, one thirty in the morning, Antarctic Ocean time. 
So yeah, hopefully based on that, the rest of uh, these go pretty easily for you. Corey, if uh, you want to let Tipster answer this next one, uh, I think you alluded to that. So here's number two. The main <laughs> character loses a fight with his uncle and is exiled, losing his position. The former ruler comes back to life and takes over after appearing in the sky and all the ruler's <laughs> subjects disperse. Oh my goodness. I... I... I'm feeling like 90% on this one, too. Gather. Oh, is this um the Lion King? Oh, you're so close. It's Macbeth. Oh, I was dang. actually going to riff on Hamlet, but sure. <laughs> uh, the Lion King, yeah. That's a good one. The main character, Simba, ends up uh, winning the fight with his uncle and comes back from exile, uh, reclaiming his position, blah, blah, blah. You guys understand how language works and how to say the opposite of it. That's yeah. basically all I did for this round. Uh, number three coming through. After a long day of beating people up in a giant video game, the hero gets a sleeping pill from a guy in sunglasses so he can wake up in time for his boring office job. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm locked in on this one. So same. It's, I, 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 oh, this is so good. This is so good. Um, is 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 this uh, a reference to um, a certain red pill and a blue pill? Oh, we don't we don't talk about being red pilled on this podcast. It's a blatantly oh non political podcast. Oh, uh, <laughs> what? That's a political thing. Yeah, oh, you that, don't know? Oh my god! Has that term not I, made it over there? You've not heard I, like the red pill? I think it was the name of a. It came from a Reddit subreddit called Red Pill. Yeah. It's, oh. I, yeah, it's a it's a combination of the political colors here in the states and a reference to this movie, which I assume you both know. Oh yeah, uh, the Matrix, right? Oh, oh, what were you yes. gonna go for? No, I was. Yeah, that was that was it. I was. We're good. <laughs> yeah these these were hard to write about movies that I thought were fair game for a general crowd, and that had enough ins that they were inarguably one film, and that also were like interesting and clever. So. I lean more into the entertainment value for sure on these than the, the stump value on several of them. And I think this one's a good example of that. Um, video game pill equals matrix. Yeah. Also guy in sunglasses. Like, yeah, there's, there's very, no, actually there's quite a lot of films with people in sunglasses. What am I saying? There are at least three. <laughs> I mean, blues brothers, the matrix blade. Oh, I was going to say the matrix, the matrix reloaded and the matrix. Uh, what's the third one forever? Matrix. Uh, Revolutions, Matrix. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Revolution. Yeah. Revolves eternally. And the uh, Animatrix and the Matrix Four. It's a good day to the Matrix Hard. There we go. That's oh the my goodness! So I played the Matrix video game on the PS One, and they have an alternative ending. The uh, Matrix Six Rematrix. The oh Matrix Six. Come on, they have to Fast and Furious this. Oh no, no. Anyways, Why? number, number uh, four? Yeah, we're on number four. A bunch of absent-minded individuals blundering around an old house in the countryside become lucid as morning approaches, kindly replacing people's misplaced organs and sewing up the wounds with their mouths. Ew. What? Okay, I think I, uh, I know this one. I, I think this is... I mean, like, one of a series i feel like there's a smattering of possibilities i think i i'm i think i know what this or, is i hope this is pinned down enough to where i can say it's definitely one answer and probably not some other 
pseudo related answers, but full disclosure, probably can't say that with a whole lot of efficacy. So well, tipster, let me ask you this. It sounded like you, you feel good about it or am I wrong there? I, I feel semi-confident. Like I'm not a hundred percent. I haven't seen this itself, I'm, but I'm, I'm aware thinking, of it. I'm thinking it's a zombie movie. Yep. Like, like um, one of the like Day of the Dead, Night of the look, Living Dead. The, I like think this the... is the zombie movie, Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Yep. And yeah. You would I, be I right on that. Perfect. I just couldn't remember which one was an old house in the countryside, but uh, that's perfect. Yeah, I was hoping uh, both the countryside house and the as morning approaches would would pin you into Romero's classic Night of the Living Dead. Mm. So in in normal order, you know the, the zombies are unmisplacing the brains with their mouths. And uh, they stop blundering as morning approaches. All right. Yeah. The the original Survive the Night Horror. Yep. All right. Ready for number five? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's see how this one goes. Two friends are so close, people think they're the same person. They share in common activities, but are slowly drifting apart until one leaves forever. The other goes to support groups to cope. I. Oh, okay. I've got it. Uh... I... But I, I I was with you until like the last couple of phrases. Yeah. No, I, oh, okay. I, I'd say I'm 95% on, but uh, I also think that as presented, it basically describes that uh, Matt Damon and Stuck on You, oh, I think. Oh, like... the Conjoined Twin movie? Oh, no, okay. I... I, I was going down completely the wrong avenue now, and now I thought of the movie. That's fine. I was originally <laughs> thinking of The Parent Trap. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> and that's not this. It, it's not stuck on you either, so don't feel no. bad. Um, uh, no, so but yeah, it's, tipster, you know what it is now? I, I know what it is, and we don't need to okay. talk about it. Agreed. <laughs> Yes, clearly you know what it is, but I've always been a rule breaker. It's Fight Club. Yeah, All right. The the key pinning there is the support groups, which of course is the opening, uh, like fifteen or twenty minutes of the plot of Fight Club. Is yeah, I I, I was like, did, were they were they going to counseling at the start of Parent Trap? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the main character was like addicted to the support of being in support groups. He would lie about having trauma or conditions so that he could keep going to like support groups what? yeah oh I, I this is also another movie I've never seen apparently <laughs> no. oh man I yeah it's it's a thing I am aware of the plot of movies having not seen them and there's a lot of classics that I that are still on my list I'm I'm in the same boat and a slightly different generation on that anything after like 2005 I cannot guarantee that I've seen, which is why a lot of these are going to skew pre-2005. Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, we're halfway home. Gentlemen, you ready for number six? Let's see how this one goes. Let's see if I can stump you on one here. Uh, number six, the title character has terrible ind indigestion. He spends most of the movie vomiting up so many people, they need to open a new area for them all to enjoy. What? <laughs> okay, so this is about somebody eating people. This isn't Silence of the Lambs, is it? I don't think so. I'd like the the 
the area is the thing that's making me stay yeah, away. Yeah, and from I mean, it. you don't actually see him eat that many people in it. No. In fact, I don't know if you see you any see him until at Hannibal. least attack one person in Silence that's of the true. Lambs. Yeah. He doesn't. You don't necessarily see him like actively dine on somebody until yeah. that. And that certainly scene not. We all know of in Hannibal. Certainly not spending most of the movie. Right. Um, and I don't think it has to be a person. I would. I'm thinking something like a, a whale or, or uh, Jurassic Park. Oh no! Is it? Is it Jurassic Park or is it a uh, Jaws? That I could see that they did they close. Yeah, they close. They close the beach, off the right? island. Yeah, they close off the beach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I think that it's... Jaws definitely right uh, right track anyway. So we're gonna go with Sharknado four. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna go with Sharknado two. Ah, uh, uh, so right. close. Going a it was too deep. it was Sharknado three. No, it's Jaws. The and nice. I'm using the term title character a little loosely here, but everybody yeah. in the world calls the shark Jaws. Jaws, it's okay. There's no there's no people with like gold plated teeth. That bite through, you know, railway lines. <laughs> That's a whole other thing, yeah. Didn't they so actually I'm have okay a name enough with for that the one. shark? Not in the movie, but it didn't. Wasn't his name Bruce? The the mechanical shark was nicknamed Bruce on set. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those facts that's only a fact for trivia people to know, and nobody else mm -hmm. in the world gives a damn that they named the robot. I uh, yeah. I feel like I only knew that because of what was it uh finding nemo oh oh yeah they named the the shark in finding nemo as an homage you're right oh that's wow i did that that's just clicked for me just now i'm like oh right yeah pixar are very good at that yeah a lot of little easter eggy info uh especially for for adults as opposed to kids so those yeah. movies uh, like 21st century um, animated films in general have had a history of working on two levels. Shrek had a lot of nudge, nudge, wink, wink style adult content jokes that they just kind of nudged around so that when you were watching it with your kid, your kid's like, oh, look, the donkey's funny. And you're like, yeah, they just made a sex reference. This is this is the point where I, I realize that I have to rewatch Shrek now. Uh, with wait with you're not some... currently watching Shrek Tipster. What's wrong with you? Not not currently. No. Uh... I've there are two states of being in this universe. There is watching Shrek, and there is not watching Shrek. I'm shrugging at you like this isn't... Anyway, number seven. Uh, a group of friends get together for a long morning meeting. The bonds that join them slowly get ripped apart, and they leave separately, feeling alone. I mean, my first thought, which I'm pretty sure is wrong. Um, my, my first thought, like I went to something like It, the movie It. No, I no. think It oh. is It. <laughs> is it it? I mean, like, tautologically. Could oh, it maybe right. be another Stephen King movie? I'm now trying to work out if you're referring to physical or metaphysical bonds here, because ah. Brain instantly went places that this question shouldn't go. <laughs> like, oh. like human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think this is. Um, or the movie Crash. Or, I don't know. I kind of like your human centipede. I I say we just say oh. fucking and go with human centipede. Really? Yeah. I don't think that, that's knowing Jason. I'm okay, and I'm yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, go with human centipede. 
Yeah, human centipede would be probably my favorite wrong answer on this. Uh, it's it's definitely metaphysical bonds, guys. It's the Breakfast Club. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give us a point for human centipede. <laughs> I don't. You get. I don't think you can count that as a long morning meeting. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, they spend the entire morning together. That's like the time frame the movie is set in. Oh, I'm talking about the human centipede. I'm not arguing okay. with the breakfast club. Oh, no, that's only about... Uh, hold on, I'm doing the, the math. 120 feet long. How much intestine do you have? Uh, Are you asking you. a penguin uh, how much intestine Oh, no, I'm just going to let that quietly <laughs> exist as a thing that I said. Don't care. I'm sticking with human centipede. Like, Final okay. answer. <laughs> All right, number eight, which I promise is not human centipede either. A group of soldiers leave one of their own behind to defend a town all by himself. They retreat back to a French coast and try to survive in order to board boats back to England. I wait. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay, I've got this. I thought I had it after the first sentence, but then boarding boats back to England makes me second guess it. So, Tipster, you you sound confident. I I first thought Saving Private Ryan. I uh, yeah no that's what I'm going with, yeah. But uh, they were American soldiers. Did do we know that they came from England? I don't remember that part in the movie. I thought like I remember was... the beach. I remember them rushing the so, beach. I remember them defending the town. But so okay, it's 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 part of the D-Day landings. So yeah. like. Yeah, it's going to be from England. So Saving Private Ryan does make a lot of sense here. Unless it's unless you've suddenly gone topical on us and it's 1917. Um, but I'd say Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. You'd yeah, be right on Saving okay. Private Ryan. I I don't know if 1917 fits the start to finish Oh no, no that no. this description does, but it does tick a lot of the boxes. Uh, and yeah, Corey, to Tipster's point, um, they were Americans. They were very American, but the D-Day landings emanated from England. That's fair. All right, I like it. I mean, we still got there, so I like that. All right, so here's number nine for you. A happy man discovers that he doesn't really exist. With some supernatural help, he goes back in time to where his loving family and accomplishments never existed. Supernatural So, my, my, my instant reaction was, we've got to go back, Marty. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not sure if it's that. See, I'm thinking something like, um, God, like Scrooged or Christmas Carol or Click. Um, so. Or Donnie Darko, but he wasn't. Doesn't like the bit that kills Scrooge for me is doesn't really exist. Um, I, I, I feel I, like Donnie Darko matches that part the most closely i haven't seen donnie darko so and i'm not aware of the plot of donnie darko but uh, i'm also all thinking, i know yeah. all i know is that the the theme to it got to christmas number one in 2001 and that's it hmm. okay i feel like you're you're banging around the right edges on this one um I, what other movies are to me does does click fit that does discovers he doesn't really exist that no uh the uh, sixth sense oh oh maybe 
I mean, I guess it would depend on how you define loving family and accomplishments because, <laughs> like, the things that he imagined, you know, that he thought when, when he thought he was alive, like, those, but he did have a loving family and accomplishments before he died. Doesn't really exist. So, I don't know. I, I'm kind of leaning towards that. I, I think I think the discovering that he doesn't really exist. Well, but he... So, so... That doesn't work sense. either because yeah, six sense doesn't work. It, it doesn't work in yeah. it. So it's not the opposite. So, it's what did happen. So yeah. So the person ends the movie existing, finding out they exist. Pinocchio, I guess. Um, you're you're right there, guys. You're right there. <laughs> Pinocchio <Casper>. was like <laughs> shit. All right, should I spoil this one for you? I, I think yeah. so. I think we'll just like beat ourselves up for the next. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be a stumper. Yeah. So if at the end of the movie he's happy because he does exist, there has to be a point in the movie that focuses on him not existing, right? Yeah. And if he's going back in time, then in the normal direction, he'd have to be looking at the future where he didn't exist. Oh. So is it Back to the Future? Is it? No, is it's, that, it's a wonderful I'm... film. It is a wonderful film, as the answer here. Uh, is it a wonderful life? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's one of those that is so far back in my memory that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I... Vague... Yeah, there's weird. There's weird double reversing going on with the wording on this, and I will definitely concede that. But you know, forwards. Basically, I took the the plot and kind of interpreted it. In reverse so you know the whole premise is what would life be like if i was never born so to reverse that he discovers that he was never born as opposed to the what if nature yeah, yeah. okay well, i see it, it, instead it, it's of looking fair. forward to the future he went back in time yeah uh some of these were harder to, to pin down than others for sure and i probably um push came to shove this would have been the penultimate question in one of my live games i probably would have had a couple beers in me you probably could have talked me into like click <laughs> Push comes to shove. All right, uh, number ten to bring it home. Let's yeah, do it. Let's, let's... All right. Here's number ten. A man trapped in a mysterious location is unfrozen and lured into a building by his family, where he slowly regains his sanity. They leave the building for home together. So a man chases his family into a building and is frozen because he is insane. After chasing them from their home. Oh. There are some words there I agree with and a couple <laughs> that I would push back on, but uh, you've, you've got some gist here. Hmm. A man is going insane following his family to a building in which he becomes frozen. I feel like that's the, the reverse of what he said there very close on that there's there's one aspect that you're not reversing so th th they leave home they go to this building mm -hmm. then he becomes insane yes mm -hmm. then something happens between his family <laughs> and him and then he is frozen in a wait then they leave location? the building again though that's so i was missing that they leave the building and 
then he's frozen in a mysterious location. So they go so f- home building mysterious location. Yeah, that that much you're right on. Yeah, and uh, freezing. I my 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 brain is just going to the 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 carbonite scene in uh, one of the Star Wars: New Hope or Empire Strikes Back, and I can't get that out of my head now. Wow. I can imagine uh, the listeners shouting at their radios on this. It's I, one of those where as soon as it clicks, everything makes so much sense. Yeah, so I, I could, I how get could it, it only be this thing kind of uh, answer. Yeah. Um, so if you played this plot forwards, I'll, I'll nudge you guys a little bit. Okay. Uh, a family would leave their home for a secondary location yeah. where a man in that family is losing his mind. He is then lured out of the building by his family where he freezes okay. to death in a mysterious location. That's still not doing it for me. I don't know. I don't, really? I, yeah. No, I can't. I can't put my finger on it. And this might just be me showing my lack of film knowledge or lack of age uh, in know. some cases. I'm, I'm with you, actually. I'm. I'm. Well, here, pretty, let's let's I've, see what I've happens. Plenty of movies. <laughs> I I'm reasonably certain at least one of you has seen this movie. Uh, let me just drop the answer into our text channel and see if that gets a response. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. I, I did not know that's like, I am aware of that movie. I did not know that was the plot of that movie. Yeah, that's, at least was, in broad strokes. Yeah. yeah that's I was going to say, of, yeah. Yeah. it's really broad because there's obviously so much else that goes on there, but no, that's, Okay, you want to hear something funny? And uh, I guarantee you, if, if Sam we should probably tell episode, the listeners, yeah, the we should first tell now. them what it I is. I will. Though. I will. Let, let, let me okay. work up to it. Um, okay. Sam is a huge fan of uh, Stephen King and of mm-hmm. horror movies. Yeah. And she she would be one of the people yelling at the radio if she listens to this episode, uh, <laughs> especially because in October of this year, assuming things are back to normal, we will be staying at the hotel that this was based on we will be staying at the overlook hotel which was the inspiration oh, nice. for the stanley in the shining yep it is the shining so the family goes to the overlook hotel together uh jack torrance loses his mind and then is lured out of the hotel by his family where he freezes to death inside the hedge maze okay yeah so Wait, did i just happened? get that backwards or did you did oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Backwards. I'm staying at the Stanley. I'll be staying at the Stanley, which was the basis for the Overlook. I think I said that backwards. Yeah. But yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I think It was a I nice parable, what, nonetheless. Yeah. I think what happened is my brain meshed Psycho and The Shining together ah, at some point. And the Psyching. Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> I, I, I like yeah. that. And I, I like how well uh, you did with it. Because we've talked about this on the show before, how we uh, try to increase the difficulty as we go. And I think you actually did a really good job uh, of demonstrating that in this round. Well, thank yeah. you for that. It was it was a fun round to write. Hopefully people, um, when I presented it live and listening to now, enjoyed it. Again, it was one of those rounds where I'm not, I'm not trying to stump anybody or pin down one specific nugget of knowledge. This was very pop culture, kind of light, creative writing Mm. for me uh tough to write them in reverse and um i can see that i probably didn't do the best possible job uh on second look but 
I think I stand by the wording on at least most of them. Yeah, I, no, I yeah, think they was, are, I'm pretty happy with the round overall. It, to, it to was Nick, fun to play. Go ahead, tipster. To nick your own phrasing, Jason, it is a perfectly cromulent round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we well, haven't heard that you. word yet today, so. Oh, fair enough. Oh, um, I'm ticking it off the score sheet for you. Mark it on your bingo cards <laughs> at home. Hold on. I think all we have to do is bump a punch bowl, and then we've got uh, quadrivia bingo, right? <laughs> Wait, what? What's what's bumping a punch bowl? This is a oh, reference that's... I don't get. Oh, that is a premium Jeffism for um, having the right bit of knowledge kind of knocked around in your head until you, you glom onto it. Oh, right. Okay. It's like, oh, that clue bumped the punch bowl. I, it's a Jeff thing. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get the hell out of here. Tipster, well, the, where can people oh, find you? I'm sitting here trying to say nice things about you, Jason. Go, go ahead, Fair. Corey. Before we round off the podcast, say nice S- things. Say I the just nice. wanted to say I really enjoyed playing the round. And I think that even when the wording was uh, loose or ambiguous, it was... It was a, a very, like, I wasn't mad at anything that we got wrong or had trouble with um, because I had fun talking about it with Tipster. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine in a live setting with, you know, playing with, like, your close friends or your family or whatever, it'd be even better as you guys sit there and, and go through it and try to figure it out. So I think it was a 10 out of 10. It was a perfect round. Well, shit. Thank you, Corey. Uh, I, I'm hoping that it's one of those rounds where teams kind of, all have the, and I mean this literally now, punch bowls bumped kind of in an aha sense. Like, what if it's this? And then the rest of them kind of parse through the wording and go, you know, check, 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 check. I think it's this. Uh, And then it turns out it's not click. And what are you going to (laughs) do? Is that, is that a movie I need to put on my list, by the way? Not at all. Okay. I disagree. I think it's a good one. It's, it's a good Adam Sandler movie. So that take doesn't... that little bit of warning. <laughs> I mean, you you said you said good, and then you lowered the bar significantly. Just saying. I mean, there's a certain oxymoronic aspect to what you said. <laughs> I think I think that you can be someone who does not enjoy Adam Sandler and still enjoy Quick. Okay. A Christopher Walken will do that for you, though. True. And, and same with Rain Over Me. I think that's another one that people pass up because of adam sandler but uh still a good one no i actually passed up rain over me because i was working at the local video store when it came out on dvd and had to watch like the same 45 second super cut um like commercial display for it on the tvs eight hours a day 40 hours a week and i'm just i i'm (laughs) sick of the song by the who that they got the title from that's how tired of that movie i am goodness Oh, boy. All right. Well, now that I've thoroughly derailed things, as I am wont to do, Tipster, why don't you take us out? Yeah, let's bring this home. Uh, Hi, I'm Tipster. You can find me over on twitch.pinnaclelada.com or twitch.tv slash T1PSTER. That's Tipster with a 1 instead of the I. Um, And for all your socials, just Type the social.pinnaclelada.com and it'll take you right there. Oh, we're doing alternate URLs for this one. Cool. Uh, so I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment. You can find me at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or as rumor has it, geekwhodrinks.com. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> really? Yes. I don't know, Tipster. Give it a try. Oh, I'm actually going to do this. 
Oh, do you want me to wait until you go ahead? Go do it right now. Okay. Oh my did, goodness, did that's amazing. The, did you actually get the redirect? Yes, now, or you just have the redirect works. Page? It is chef's kiss. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it I love it. Foot. Ah, I like that. Nice. I mean, it's it's just so on brand for me and nothing else. I am a geek and I drink, so ipso facto. <laughs> uh, Corey, how about you? What what terrible URL are you sending people to tonight? I don't know yet. I People don't know this about me, but I have a fucking lot of them. Um, here's, here's the one I'll give them. I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment. Uh, you can find me at thirddegreeentertainment.com or playtriviawithme.com or, you know, that's good enough, actually. Uh, you go to twitch.tv slash thirddegreeentertainment. That's all the boring stuff. But I'm cool. Come see me. Come hang out. I like you. You can also check us out. You can check out Quadrivia at Quadrivia Pod on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, quadriviapodcast.com, quadriviabuttface.net, or http colon forward slash forward slash www dot http colon forward slash forward slash www.cory.com.com will also redirect you to the quadrivia podcast website why it it, it will <laughs> verbosely i've been I, there I, I know it's the worst don't I know, worry but why i will include that link in the show notes i don't know why not i mean i also I, i've got some good ones out there um okay well Oh, oh, I see it now. Yeah. All right, so on that uh, note, Corey, I'm going to need you to do one thing as we get on oh, out of here, and that is register uh, www.weneedanoutro.org. We just want to get the information out there. Hey, $10 a year. It's ours. <laughs> All right, I'm getting the hell out of here. We'll see you. <laughs> Bye. So what do you guys say we uh, touch up on one or two more points and then kind of wrap things up in the the old round table do? Well, okay. you know, yeah. God, that really... was terrible. You know, no, we got to cut that. That was a God awful transition good, inside the transition. It anyways, I'll I'll take it for you. Round table do copyright <laughs> trademark. All rights oh, reserved. You can buy that URL. <laughs>